Hello and good afternoon. Hi, this is Paul Kalsa with the Kalsos. Listen to that voice. Oh, my God. You even speak in tune, sir. <laughs> is this Arrow? Yes, it sure is. Man, it's so good hey, to talk I, to you again. You too. This this comes at such a great time, this new collection of music, a Christmas offering, because I, I think that as, as a human race, we need something where we can kind of escape, and you have provided this. Well, we're happy to serve it all. <laughs> well, and there, there's there's just some special moments. I mean, even like the song Christmas Time, a song for Marissa. I mean, th- this one right here, this is emotional. I, I keep playing this song over and over. Oh, it is an emotional song for all of us. Um, you know, Bob had that melody. He had the music for years, and he thought it was going to be a, like an instrumental. And I was saying to him, you know, we don't really do instrumentals, Bob. And he goes, oh, yeah, okay. And then his daughter, Marissa, was born premature. And so she was in the ICU, and we were all up in the ICU, and it was Christmas it was the Christmas time, and Bob came to me and he goes, "Hey, I'm going to make this a Christmas carol." Wow! I go, "Do it, dude!" And so that's how that came about. So it's pretty an emotional song for all of us. Don't you wait? Love the way that music does play uh, inside our imaginations for several months or even years. The way that it just comes to life. Yeah, it's the it's the beauty of recording, right? It's, yeah. It's, wow. Yeah, I mean, to go in there and to, to have it, I mean, a lot of listeners don't understand the, the makeup of a song and how when you go into that studio, you've got to physically build that song. From scratch. Yeah. You betcha. And, and especially with the vocals. And, boy, that was just an onslaught of vocals. And uh, But we had good people with us. You know, we had uh, some of the Bengals were with us on that, and they're, they're on our choruses. And also uh, Peter Holsapple of REM and... Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, he's on there with us. Oh so it was a, a great day. See, that that's what I love about modern-day music. I, I, it, there's such a collaboration going on right now with all artists coming together because, I mean, it's just so magical. It is. It, it's interesting, too, Errol, because back in the day, and I don't know why this happened, but in the 60s, everybody was put into a, you know, although we were all coming off the same radio, yep. People were putting people in different designations. Uh, we were bubblegum, okay? We weren't bubblegum, really. We were pop. I mean, the Archies, they were bubblegum, but, you know, we didn't think we were, but, but there we were. But now you go forward into the future here, and, you know, the people that like 10 years after and Jimi Hendrix, well, they're coming to our shows <laughs> because they love the music of the time. See, and that's what's fun about music in the way that, I mean, to me, it's it's timeless. And I'm fascinated with all the different stories that people bring with them and the several stories they get from like a council song. Because, I mean, as long as you're taking it with you, you're going to get new memories every day. Absolutely. For sure. It's, yeah, it's just crazy. Crazy. How did you like putting Winter Wonderland together? I love the way that this really has that, that acapella kind of approach to it. Yeah, so what happened was, uh, Arrow, we were in the studio doing Rhythm of the World, which is our new album that came out, and, uh, and boy, we had some time, and so what we decided to do, and this will be coming out uh, this year, is an acapella album, and so we did all the old hits 
acapella, which at first I was going, well, is this really fun? But it was so much fun because we, we kind of made it a glee thing where we took our voices and made <laughs> instruments. And, you know, Winter Wonderland was a part of that batch of songs we did acapella. And then so we took it and put it right on this uh, EP, the, uh, the Christmas offering, and it's there. So when you use your voice as a musical instrument like that, I mean, that, that, is that reteaching your imagination of the capabilities of your voice? Yeah, you know, because what you you know, we know we need to do strings, or we need to have you know horns here, and and my brother Bob, who's a brilliant, he comes up with well, this this will sound like horns, and <laughs> this will sound like a clarinet, and it's like oh, okay, yeah, all right, and it's just a, it's so much fun the acapella thing because you don't have any instruments, and so yeah, it's, it's it's great creating acapella stuff. Did it feel like you were impersonating the the musical instrument? Well, I don't know if I felt like a clarinet, but as soon as we heard it back in the studio, I went, hey, yeah, that sounds like a clarinet. <laughs> How do you keep music always in forward motion in your life? I mean, you know, most people are, you know, kind of walking away doing their thing at a certain age, but you guys just keep creating. I know. I don't get it myself, but, you know, it's all we knew growing up. Yeah. You know, I mean, this was our job. This is what, and hard, it was the best job in the world. But it was, you know, and, and that we are able to sing together uh, so well, it, it just made you want to keep doing it. And, and they're my brothers and my sister. We love each other so much yeah. that any chance we could get to, to move music forward, we're going to do it. See, that's the one thing that I missed from my family is that my, mo my mother was very musically inclined. I was musically inclined, but nobody else was. And it was like I was always so jealous of the councils because I wanted to have that in my family. Yeah, we were very, very fortunate, very lucky. My mom was brilliant. I mean, she could sing like an angel. <laughs> and what she did, it's so, it was so natural. She just taught our older brother, Bill, when, heck, I don't even know if I was born yet. It would depend on how many years he's older than me. It's hard to remember now. But my mom taught him how to harmonize. Wow. And then my dad, and then my dad who was in the Navy for 30 years, he brings home this, like, ukulele guitar, four-string guitar, and gives it to my brother, Bill, who starts plucking away at it. And then he got my brother, Bob. And on and on it went. Wow. It was great. Let's speak about the, those those musical instruments because I mean one of the things that happened to me recently was the loss of my mother and everybody was going well what are we going to do with mom's piano what are we going to do with it and I said you're going to leave it in her home it has to stay in her home and and allow yeah. it to be a part of that because that that to me is where the piano lives and breathes. Do you have to face that as well? Well, I mean what we face is that we keep writing these songs. Yes. <laughs> And if you write them, people, really recently, Arrow, people going, well, God, why are you guys like putting an album out? <laughs> well, because we wrote these songs and we figured, well, we better record them and then, you know, might as well let our fans hear them. And then all of a sudden we were with Omnivore Records and, and out it goes. It was was really great. You know, we'd had a couple of outings prior to this and, uh, you know, for one reason or another, it just, they never made it out of the studio. And... Uh, and it was great to get this finished and uh you know and 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 so it's so fun though arrow so last weekend we're doing a show and uh, my brother bob comes up to me and he goes hey paul listen to this listen to this because bob likes to write the music and he likes for me and susan to write the words oh yeah and so and that's kind of how it rolls out so it, you know he's constantly plucking away at that guitar and as soon as he has a new medley i melody i always look to susan and go well we need to write buddy wow <laughs> don't you love those moments so when you when you somebody brings over a guitar riff and all of a sudden your your imagination kicks in i mean to me that oh, it's man. oh my god it feels so good 
it is so much fun, and we were able to do it for the last couple of years on the uh, Happy Together Tour, where we're on this bus all summer, <laughs> I mean, nonstop. And when people would go to bed, me, Bob, and Susan would stay up in the front lounge, and we just started writing songs. I, I don't even know. We kept looking at each other and going, what is getting into us here? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> it's like, what are we as that lyricist, do you find yourself saving the because the writing? And the reason why I bring that up is because the last couple of times I've been in the studio, I've kept my book in front of me, and I love going in there to see how I scratch things out because things weren't pacing themselves out when we were putting the the instrument, you know, the instruments with the vocals. Do you keep a book like that as well? Yes, Susan bought me a book. She's always kept a book, and so you know, and I, I'm a paper guy, so I had papers everywhere. <laughs> and Susan came up to me one afternoon and just laid this book down on my on my bed, on the bus, and I go, what is this? He goes, I got you a book. Write everything in the book. And boy, that was a great thing because when we started writing, you know, I had had that book, and I'm always writing poetry and different kinds of things, you know. And man, I just went into the book, and I went, oh, Bob, here, let's do this. And oh, yeah, it was great, but you've got to keep track. As that writer, because I'm a writer as well, so now is there is there a writing instrument that has to be with you at all times? Me and a piano. Yeah. Yep, I'm the keyboard guy. So uh, and Bob writes everything on guitar. Susan writes everything on guitars, and I write I write on piano. Wow. Do, do <laughs> you think that a lot you, of fun. do you think that your 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 performing is actually giving your writing voice a voice? In other words, it's like every, and people go, "Well, I can't sing." Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Just listen to that that creative energy inside of you and allow it to be you. Yes, and that's kind of what we are able to do. Um, Writing is just a, it's, it's kind of like a cathartic thing for mm-hmm. us. And, and we write and we love getting together and writing and we have so much fun and we laugh and even a sad song, we'll laugh with some of the lines we come up with, you know, that might not make it in. But uh, but we have so much fun doing it and, and to be able to do it with your brother and your sister, yep. you know, way late in the game like we are, it, it's just, uh, it's an incredibly beautiful thing. Yeah, but don't you still feel very young inside because I don't, I don't hear any age in these songs at all. There's not, and no, uh, yeah, Arrow, we are kids at heart, and yeah. although we're in our 70s, we're still crazy kids, and and it just motivates us, and, and it keeps us going. Actually. Well, when when you have a story like that, then I, I, I you, you're giving me a new view of the song, Some Good Years. I mean, it's almost like, okay, you guys have been together all of these years, oh, share with yeah. me some good years. And, and it's like, it just makes me want to listen. Right, and and the thing is, what's so beautiful about age and time, is that when now we're here and we realize all the good does shine through. All the good yep. things are what we remember. You know, yeah, there was all this negative or whatever, you know, whatever was happening back then. As you grow and you live life, those things seem to just be left by the wayside and all the good things kind of come to the top. Now, I don't know if we're all kidding ourselves and that's just, you know, what we want to do. But but it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Are you guys ever going to make your way to the Carolinas? You know what? We come through the Carolinas, and we've we've stopped in Durham and yeah. and Raleigh, and we've played there on this Happy Together tour, okay. which is 
six acts, you know, from the 60s go out and play all their biggest hits. So people are sitting down to getting about 34 million sellers coming at them, you wow. know, and, and, wow. and they all know the words. You know, look, at there's a lot of tribute bands now that, you know, are out there and still, you know, putting out this, uh, putting these songs out there. And I'm okay with this. I'm okay with that because it's always about the songs, you know, it, it's not really about the group or the band, you know, because you'll remember and love the song a lot longer than you'll remember or love the band that might have done it. You might even forget who the heck did it, but you're still singing it. Wow. You just gave me a, an idea of that. So if you were to sit down and describe the Cowsels, would you say that the Cowsels are much bigger than us. In other words, it's like you, you're you're with your brothers and sister, and and it's like it's like, but the councils live on well beyond where you will be. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and yeah, it, it's that is what's surreal because yeah. you know we're still doing it, and I don't think, it, and I really think the family part of it is what's made this thing go on for so long. You know, we we the kids we always got together. We were a team. And and when we get together, things just explode. Like, you know, when we were writing on this bus, I mean, we were just exploding with lyrics and we were getting all excited and somebody had to come and tell us to keep it down in the front lounge and all that. We're going, yeah, right on. But yeah, it, it, it's it's great. And because of Susan and Bob, we this is why these things are happening for us because we are tight. We are very, very tight. Wow. I can't imagine that bus ride today compared to back in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had our option back in the 60s to go on that Dave Clark uh, Cavalcade of Stars tour. Wow. And, and we were asked to do it, and we went to, uh, to Dick's office, and he was there, and the secretary, uh, he called the secretary, bring in the contract. Oh, the secretary didn't have the contracts, and it was going to take, you know, till that afternoon. And so we left his office, and we had lunch, and we talked about, well, are we going to get locked into this and not be able to write and do new music? And so we didn't do it. Wow. We said no to that, you know, and because we had more to do. What we realize now is that we could have done that and the more to do. <laughs> it wasn't one or the other, but in our brains it was, you know. And so, but fortunately, because we didn't do that, we did get the Happy Together Tour, and it's just like the Cavalcade of Stars, you know. And so we were fortunate to be able to get that at the end here, because we're going to keep going out on this thing. They told me, if we can't book 20 shows, we're done. But they're, they're booking 60. I mean, it's huge. So where can listeners go to find out more about this? tour to find out more about your brand new music and the album and everything well for the ep i would want to send everybody to omnivore records because if you just go there and put in Cowsills, uh a christmas offering it'll be right there and you can get it right there um otherwise they're going to have to call their grandkids or their <laughs> kids to find out how to digitally download something when i heard Errol, when i heard this was a digital download i went well how do i digital download where am i going to hear this thing and it's just crazy so but it is a digital download and uh just ask your grandkids you're so you're so right about that because i mean not, nowadays with spotify iHeartRadio, and everything the the, the, the young adults are there they'll, they'll call you their band the councils are my band why because it's on my spotify list i mean i just love yeah. the way that everybody has turned this into a gigantic music store 
It is, and the funny thing is, is that that's how we're getting younger people because they're just they're on Spotify yep. and they see this thing and they go, oh, I wonder what that is. And now they're showing up to our meet and greets after a show, <laughs> and they're young. Arrow, they these kids are young, and uh, and then I I think to myself because we always go, wow, why are you guys into this music? But it's I think it's a lot because kids did it. Yep. yep. We were kids, oh. you know. I, I'll talk to friends of mine who have little little kids, two and three and four, who love the council music. And I think it's because we were kids doing it. And I think kids hear the kid. Oh, heck yes. Especially in those old-time recording studios. That, to me, is the reason why that music is still alive, because it captured a moment. Right. A moment has been captured. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's the beautiful thing of music. It captures a moment in time. That's why it's only about the song. It's not about the groups, because that moment in time is in everybody's head. They're remembering the seventh grade, you know, when taking the bus, you know. Music does that, and that's the genius of music. Wow. Paul, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Thank you, Arrow. Thanks for having me on today, and I just want to wish all your listeners and everybody out there a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. There's that positive voice. I love it, man. You be brilliant, all right? Yes, you bet.